0: Deck the halls with lots of grubblies. Cluck, 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 cluck. Bawk, 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 bawk. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't help myself. I just got back from a rockin' grubblies happy hour with my flock.
1: I really can't blame you. Grubblies are a healthy poultry snack alternative to those made-in-China mealworms. Grubblies have 50 times more calcium than mealworms, which means more bang for your buck to get higher quality eggshells and strong, shiny feathers. And it's the perfect snack no matter how many French hens or geese are laying in your flock.
0: So head on over to
1: grubblyfarms.com
0: and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order
1: Oh, hey there, Sam.
0: Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking?
1: I just opened an Urban Artifact Christmas Pickle.
0: Christmas Pickle? Is that a... Wait, is that a pickle beer?
1: It is a Dill Pickle Christmas Goza. Oh,
0: I hate you right now. (laughs) That sounds like my dream beer. Does it? Yes, I'm obsessed with pickles and, and Gozas.
1: I mean, I like both things too. When I saw it, I was like, "This is going to be the perfect beer to drink on an episode where we're talking about Christmas traditions," because a Christmas pickle happens to be one of my Christmas traditions.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Ugh, is it good?
1: Uh, let me try it.
0: It's like wait for a drum roll to kick in.
1: Oh, my gosh. It tastes like I'm drinking the pickle juice out of the jar, and it's bubbly.
0: (laughs) It sounds like a dream come true.
1: Yeah, it's really good. I'm a fan. I have a whole six-pack of this, so... (laughs) So, what are you drinking over there?
0: Something not as good as what you're drinking. That's so sad. I'm writing down
1: the name of that because if I can find it, I'm going to get it. <laughs> if you can't find it, I'll send you some. <laughs> okay. Um, I am drinking uh,
0: St. Hubert's The Stag, and it is a North Coast Chardonnay. And the reason why I picked this one today is because I have not been able to venture out for Christmas beer yet. I'm hoping to do that this weekend, and this has a deer on it that kind of looks like a reindeer, so I figured <laughs> it was, you know, thematic for December.
1: Yeah, that totally works. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty
0: delicious, and I'm I'm working I, – I accidentally let my tasting room – order go through
1: again again
0: (laughs) but this time it's got reds in it um so I will probably drink those faster and it's almost gift giving time and I know a lot of people that like a good bottle of wine so that might be some gifts as well (laughs) nice (laughs) so I gotta I'm trying to drink down my wine before like six more bottles show up (laughs) Good good goal good goal
1: our drink peep this episode is our friend Natalie Quist, and she is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. All right. So it's
0: December. Welcome. December 2020. We're almost done with 2020. Hopefully 2021 is better. Knock on wood. But in December, we're going to do some fun holiday season type things. And today we're going to talk about chestnuts.
1: Yes, and I'm so excited to talk about this, because we hear chestnuts mentioned at Christmas time. But I'll be quite honest with you, uh, before this, I had no idea why chestnuts were a Christmas thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I was thinking about topics for December, I was literally thinking through like Christmas lyrics and chestnuts roasting on open fire. It's from a Nat King Cole song, the Christmas song. Um, And I don't really know what a chestnut is, what it looks like, or why the heck I would roast it over an open fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure that I know what would happen if I roasted it over an (laughs) open fire.
0: Maybe a delightful chestnut scent, and I don't even know what chestnut smells like.
1: I don't either. Hmm.
0: So today we're going to go over a little bit about the history of chestnuts and why we no longer really have availability of them. And if you do get your hands on some, what the heck you do with them? All good stuff. Yes. Yes. So chestnuts were obviously synonymous with Christmas for a while, even before a popular carol hit the airwaves. In fact, they were one of the most popular ingredients in American dishes throughout the 18th and 19th centuries. And for good reason. The eastern seaboard was covered
1: in chestnut trees. Yeah, American chestnuts, they grew from Maine to Alabama and as far west as Kentucky and Ohio. And they were huge. Like, these trees got to be more than 100 feet tall and more than 10 feet wide. I'm imagining that. Like, that's too big to hug. <laughs> and they were <laughs> nearly 4 billion of them. And at one point, nearly half of the trees in the forest on the East Coast were American chestnut trees. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, It is. So
0: the nuts they produced in the late fall were small, about the size of an acorn, and sweet, with a flavor almost like a carrot when eaten raw. And after roasting, the flavor got nuttier and took on an almost candied sweetness.
1: In Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, and Boston, train cars overflowing with hundreds of thousands of pounds of chestnuts supplied street vendors who sold bags of nuts roasted over charcoal on almost every street corner. And for more than a century, it was the smell of Christmas in America.
0: Gosh, how crazy is that? It was so iconic, and we've we've never experienced it.
1: Yeah, I'm sitting over here very jealous that i can't picture what that smell is
0: (laughs) it's like fomo for something we we can't have no in 1904 a gardener noticed that a chestnut tree in the new york zoological park seemed to be suffering from a mysterious blight the disease was ultimately traced back to a variety of asian chestnut that had been imported imported to Long Island, but by then it was too late, and the blight spread, and within 40 years, nearly every American chestnut tree was dead. Oh my gosh,
1: that's so dramatic.
0: It, it just got really, really negative up in here.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, bye chestnut. I'm legitimately mourning right now in my heart.
0: Well, and this makes me less annoyed. Like, when you travel internationally and you're, like, coming into a different country or coming back to your country and you have to fill out that form about, like, do you, did you bring back any agriculture-type products? Have you been on a farm in X amount of days? And this is why, because if you accidentally bring something back, like, this could happen, But this sounds like it was kind of on purpose
1: uh yeah i mean so what probably happened and i'm just like totally speculating here this is speculation corner um but what probably happened was at the time they didn't know that Mm -hmm. the asian chestnut tree carried a disease that the american chestnut tree was susceptible to And when they brought it over and it made all of the American chestnut trees sick, like, there was probably some genuine surprise. It probably wasn't out of anything, like, malicious. But, you know, those are the types of of lessons that we learn when experimenting with traveling and bringing things back and introducing things to a new environment. Like, there are always risks associated with that.
0: Yeah, it literally killed like, the scent of Christmas Yeah. snuffed it right out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it is still possible to find chestnuts roasting on city street corners near Christmas, but vendors are fewer and farther between. And the 20 million worth of nuts that are imported each year come mostly from China, Korea, or Italy, and are a far cry from the sweet snack that early Americans enjoyed.
0: And there's a quote in this article that we're referencing that said, if you go to the store and buy roasted peeled chestnuts, they're not exactly delicious. They're bland and a little like a soft potato. They're not a crunchy food. They're nice chopped up in cakes with sugar or put in stuffing or used in sauce. They're nourishing. They're just not that tasty. So it sounds like something that I wouldn't necessarily even want to mess with.
1: Well, and it makes sense that it wouldn't be as tasty because, like, when you pick something fresh Mm -hmm. and, like, enjoy it right away, then you're getting it at its, like, peak ripeness and, like, peak consumability, I guess. Because it's just like anything else, like anything that you pick out of the garden or out of your orchard. Like, when you get it, you want to eat it, like, as soon as possible because it's not that it's bad like inedible or will make you sick down the line i mean eventually it'll get to that place but the food's ripeness has like a life cycle and it's like stages there are stages of ripeness and stages of goodness when it comes to fresh food so i'm surprised zero by this
0: (laughs) (laughs) so there is some good news there is hope for the american chestnut Because for decades, scientists have been working to breed genetically modified trees that will be resistant to the blight, but still produce the small sweet nuts that were such a big part of the country's early culinary tradition. Plots of hybrid hybrid trees are growing in Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, and Tennessee. So in another decade, we might be able to buy a roasted bag of chestnut, a bag of roasted chestnuts, and not only be eating local, but you'll be experiencing an American holiday tradition the way it was meant to be enjoyed. We might be able to smell Christmas again.
1: I'm really looking forward to that. And so it's really funny. I was driving up my driveway today and our driveway is lined with like all of these trees. They have these really beautiful pink leaves in the summertime, like when spring rolls around, they go through like different shades of pink and red. Well, anyways, long story short, three of them died this year and we don't know why and the ones that aren't dead look pretty terrible. So this winter, we're going to cut the rest of them down, grind all the stumps up and dig them up and then decide what we're going to replace, you know, the driveway trees with. And I was thinking like uh, some sort of like evergreen pine so I could Ooh. decorate them like christmas trees for the winter. There you go. But maybe if there's chestnuts available Maybe I can do those instead and help like catapult bringing this tradition (laughs) back. So now, as soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to have to go take a look and see (laughs) if anyone is selling them yet. Probably not. I'm probably a little early to the game, but a girl can (laughs) hope.
0: And I mean, you can always add some later if it's not time yet. So
1: that is true. Now they're on my radar. So I'm excited. check out the Drinkin' Farm merch shop. We keep the shop up to date with new and fresh items. And while you're there, take a look at our 2020 holiday shop. We have new, updated, and previously loved holiday designs. And we brought back some of our most popular shirts of the month.
0: So go to drinkinfarm.com shop and maybe snag a few items early or start making that Christmas list. Shopping with us is an excellent way to support the podcast and get something for yourself at the same time.
1: And don't delay. If you want your order in time for Christmas gift giving, then you need to put in your order no later than December 8th of 2020. It's possible orders put in after that could arrive in time for Christmas, but that's the last date where they are guaranteed to arrive on time. So go to drinkandfarm.com slash shop. So
0: there is actually a renewed interest in chestnuts, not just from the people growing the hybrid trees or the people having FOMO for what Christmas used to smell like. But because a lot of people don't know much about chestnuts, um, people don't really know what to do with them. So we got some tips from the Michigan State University Extension on what to do with your chestnuts.
1: So it's good to know that chestnuts are perishable, so look closely when you're purchasing them. Chestnuts should have a shiny brown exterior without any blemishes, and it's super important that they be firm and not soft.
0: No soft nuts up in here. Nope. (laughs) So you can keep your chestnuts refrigerated until you are ready to use them, or there's a possibility that they will dry out. If molding occurs on the chestnuts in the refrigerator, you can wash and or scrub the nuts to remove the mold and place them on paper towels. After one or two paper changes, allow them to room dry for several hours. And after they're dry, replace the nuts in a paper sack in the refrigerator until they are chilled. Then you can transfer them to a clean plastic bag with holes punched in it. If mold persists, the kernel may become off-color and no longer edible. If mold has been present, any bad kernels can be spotted by cutting the nuts in half before cooking.
1: And the most popular method of cooking chestnuts is... Roasting!
0: on an open fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this is really important though, guys. You cannot roast a chestnut until one or two holes have been punctured into the shell. And some people actually make a small X on the flat side Mm -hmm. of the shell. And there's a reason for that. If they are not punctured in some way, there will be a buildup of steam pressure within the shell and it'll cause the nut to explode with considerable noise, force, and mess. So roasting chestnuts on an open fire is very dangerous. (laughs) Proceed with caution. You don't want
0: a nut to explode in your face.
1: No, you definitely do not. So when you're roasting chestnuts over an open fire, be sure to use a covered utensil with a long handle. That's so that you're not super close to it in case it does explode. Mm -hmm. And in a conventional oven, you can heat them for about 15 minutes at 300 degrees Fahrenheit. And it might be necessary for you to experiment with the timing just a little because, you know, everybody's open fire and oven runs it, you know, slightly different temperatures. So, (laughs) you know, be willing to experiment a bit.
0: So you'll know your chestnuts are done when they easily peel and the skin around the nut also removes easily. You can actually also use a microwave. Um, what you'll do is cut the nuts in half and place cut side down on a double layer of paper towels to start try using eight medium-sized chestnuts and a row setting for two minutes. Here again, some experimentation may be needed to get this right. You can also steam your chestnuts that have dried out so you cut the chestnuts in half then steam eight to ten minutes then you'll drain cool and remove any kernels that may have not already fallen out of the shell
1: and to boil chestnuts you cut an x in the shell and drop them in a pan of boiling water once they're in and the water returns to a boil you boil them for five minutes turn off the heat and then remove a few nuts at a time to peel them And once chestnuts have been cooked and shelled, they should be stored in tightly sealed jars in the refrigerator for up to one to two months or in the freezer for up to a year.
0: So now you know what to do with chestnuts.
1: Huzzah. (laughs) (laughs) That is so exciting. I legitimately hope that chestnut trees do return to the United States because now I'm like totally pumped on them.
0: Yeah. I mean... I would totally get a chestnut tree, but it sounds like it's not... I'm not really in the zone for that, necessarily, even if it does come back. But a girl can dream. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I mean... When they do their hybrid thing, they might hybridize some of them to be good for your climate. And it's possible that they just weren't there because they hadn't made their way over there. Because, like, you're not any colder than the eastern seaboard. So that's
0: true. Yeah, they do get slammed sometimes with terrible weather.
1: They do. And,. I mean, you probably have plenty of chill hours for them if chill hours are required cuz like trees that produce food, it's like surprisingly complicated. Like what zone they grow in depends on a whole lot of different things. It's not just that like the frost kills them. Sometimes you need to have a certain amount of frost hours in order for them to even fruit properly. So
0: <laughs> weird.
1: I know. The more you know. <laughs> you're welcome all right guys so
0: we're on to housekeeping and announcements and our first announcement is that for our december 2020 episodes we will be skipping our can't even and review segments but don't worry those will be back in january
1: yes this is our version of a vacation. yes <laughs> <laughs> but be sure and still leave us a review on apple Podcasts because we will start reading those again in january and you will have a chance to win a coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop even if you leave your review now you'll just be sooner in the queue for reviews that we read so don't delay
0: so our winner for november is aaron nosbaum who is at nut tree farmhouse on instagram so congratulations aaron uh, either we'll reach out to you or you reach out to us so we can get your address and then send you your mug.
1: Yes. In fact, please reach out to us. Send us an email over at gmail.com. It's the best way to make sure that we see it and that we can respond to it. Um, that way we can get your address and get your mug out to you. So we're so excited. Congratulations, Erin.
0: Yay. So make sure when you're listening that you hit the subscribe button and download the episode. This helps more people like you find our podcast.
1: And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram near stories and tag us at Drink and Farm because we'll send you a promo code just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our shop. And in fact, we would love it if you would just send this episode to a friend that you think would be interested in chestnuts. That would be super cool and we would appreciate it greatly.
0: Yeah, I mean you might not be doing as much driving this December for the holidays because you know, well, COVID Um, but as you're driving around saying hello doing your shopping, what have you I mean, we're good to listen to. We're funny, or at least we think so. So, share us. (laughs) (laughs) And make sure you take a look at our show notes we're going to link to the articles that Taught us all about chestnuts today. There's also a survey that you can fill out to tell us how we're doing anonymously. Maybe you don't find us funny. You can tell us there and we won't know who you are. Um, All of our social media stuff will be linked in the show notes as well. And our merch shop link. So that's it, guys.
1: Thanks for joining us on our chestnut journey. Yes. And until next time. Drink. Farm. Farm. And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things. Let's be real. It's getting cold out. You're probably running around like a crazy person trying to hold on to every bit of holiday cheer you can. And you're behind on your farm chores. We get it. We are this person. Yup.
0: And thank goodness for First Saturday Lime. With the animals staying inside more often, which means doing their business inside more often, you can sprinkle First Saturday Lime around the barn while you're rocking around to some holiday tombs to deter bugs and help soak up ammonia.
1: So go to firstsaturdaylime.com and be sure and subscribe to receive your Lime every month. Give yourself the gift of kicking back Watching those chestnuts roast on an open fire between the holiday madness, if people actually do that anymore, which yeah. we know now they don't.
0: They don't. Wow, wow.